Welcome to Caverns and Krakens, an almost family-friendly D&D real play podcast. I'm your dungeon master, Ethan Despain, and these are our players. Leslie Colton as Ekanem Umut, a dragonborn monk with a hatred for politicians, politics, and pollen. Caden Haywood as Scor, a Lannan paladin who is your average pirate looking for his parents. Bo Wright as Momo Walker, the Hexblade Warlock who talks to an invisible friend that only he can see that may or may not be a demon. Uh, don't worry about it. Also, he's currently pretending to be a bard. Cody Sarine as Mr. Pickles, a half-orc barbarian who's searching for the purpose of life in the army. D&D is a role-playing game where you can pretty much do whatever you want. The outcomes of certain events are determined by a 20-sided dice called a d20, a 20 being an absolute success and a 1 being a total failure. We'll try to keep things PG-13, but there will be violence. Other applicable content information can be found in the episode description. If you don't know D&D, don't worry about it. Neither do we. We open on a bustling harbor town. The smell of the ocean, gunpowder, and oil fills the air. In the east, the sun rises, turning the clouds a beautiful fiery red. In the harbor, there are a hundred ships. We find our party walking out of the armory after having been outfitted with all of the gear they need. They have all either enlisted or been drafted within the last couple weeks into this new unit of the Navy. As you walk out of the armory, you see a normal town square leading down to the docks, leading to the bay. In the center of the town square is a fountain with five statues. The town square is filled with people, villagers, and members of the army. The members of the army are mostly monsters like goblins, kobolds, and hobgoblins. Is there anything you guys would like to do? Those are some pretty cool statues over there. Why don't we go take a look? The fountain consists of five 15-foot tall statues. There are three women and two men. All of them have very ornate crowns. But interestingly enough, they all have a black stripe painted over their eyes. They all have their hands on a globe that has been painted blue. Well, this is ominous. Gar walks up to the one that is clearly a a Leonis and kneels down and seems to be in some sort of prayer. Ekanem walks next to Scar and just kind of nods at the statue. They never have a bugbear on the statue. As Scar is offering up his prayer, a young girl and her mother walk by. The young girl looks up at the woman and says, Mommy, why did the gods abandon us? The mom looks down and says, I don't really know. Um, They're probably just busy up there or something. They were never really a big part of our lives, but you know, it is what it is. We're getting by just fine. And they walk away. Scar mutters under his breath, The gods are good. She is good. Off in the distance, you hear a voice say, Mr. Pickles, I thought that was you. Out of the crowd, you see a two-foot-tall rock gnome. Next to the rock gnome is a tabaxi, which is like a cat person. And behind the tabaxi attached to a short leash is a small dog, a Jack Russell Terrier. The rock gnome approaches Mr. Pickles and says, Oh man, I haven't seen you in forever. How you been? Yo, what's up, guys? Haven't seen you since the army. How are you guys doing? So good. Do you remember that one time? Do you remember that one mission when we, you know? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, man. I, that still makes me laugh. Uh, you don't mind introducing us to your friend there? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, this is the captain of our ship. This is Jill Swan. She looks at you guys and she says, hello. How's it going? Do you all mind? <laughs> I am... Offering no, no, carry on. We don't mind. My peace to Helia. If you could do this somewhere else, please. I mean, you are in the middle of a tan square, mate. I'm not sure what you were expecting. Just asking for a few feet. Lieutenant Colonel says, you know what? Have you guys been posted on a ship yet? You guys should join our ship. He looks up at the captain and says, can they join our ship? Is that cool? You guys should join our ship. You're, you're part of our crew now. Do we have to be? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, you do. You do now. It's going to be a great time. <laughs> I'll, I'll go along with this, but only because of the dog. You guys are going to start walking back towards the ship. Scar's still at the statue. Hey, Scar. What? You almost wrapping that up for what? <laughs> One time. All right. I prayed for 12 hours straight. <laughs> this is nothing. It's not a competition. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Helia. 
Does she listen for the whole 12 hours? Yeah. Of course she does. What kind of question is that? All right. <laughs> Scar reluctantly gets up and kisses his hand and lays it on the statue. You kiss your hand and you place it on the statue's ankle because yeah. that is as high as you can reach. Okay. <laughs> Roll a dexterity saving throw. Oh, gosh. Ten. Okay, your hand slips and, like, your upper body falls into the pool, but you don't fall all the way in. And so you get out and your, like, arms and head are soaked. Okay. <clears throat> you are now a West Lion. And Maybe that little girl was right and they have abandoned us. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> no. so as you guys walk back to the ship, a couple of things to know. The captain, Jill Swan, she, she's kind of, like, absent-minded. She's not paying a ton of attention to what's going on around her. And she's definitely not, like caring about the dog. She's kind of like tugging it along as it tries to like stop and go look at things. She's just pulling it along. As you guys follow them, you see a white ship off in the distance. The wood has all been painted white with gold trim. It's a little bit taller than your normal sailing ship, but it looks way too fancy to be a warship. Oh, that's a beaut. Uh, thanks. Appreciate it. That's my ship. It's all right. Is this an army ship? Uh, it wasn't originally, but they don't have a ton of supply right now, and so they've had to kind of draw from other resources. I'm not an army captain. I'm actually a captain of a, a world tour organization, and so this isn't usually my gig, but they need more help, so I'm here helping out a little bit. Ship's all right. I've, uh, I've seen better. Yeah? Have you? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, this is the finest ship in the uh, touring class. <laughs> Maybe not the fastest ship, but it is... Definitely the nicest ship you will ever step foot on, any of you. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. Okay, so you walk up the gangplank onto the ship. It's bustling with activity. Goblins and hobgoblins are taking crates and bringing them up and down, loading the ship up. There are uh, 50 goblins and 10 hobgoblins on the deck of this ship, just going about the normal stuff, like messing with the ropes and doing the things that sailors do with boats before they leave. As you get on the ship, Jill walks to the quarter deck right in front of the steering wheel. And she gets up there to make a speech. Hello, everybody. I'm your captain. My name's Jim Jill Swan. You will be my crew, I guess. This over here is uh, Lieutenant Colonel. He will be taking over the, the tail end of this mission as the military operative. I'm just here to pilot the ship. I, I don't know anything about army stuff. So if you have any problems with the way I run my ship, don't talk to me because one of us probably won't make it back. And so just give it a few days. It'll work itself out. So we don't report to you? I mean, you can if you want, but I'm not going to do anything about it. Who's going to do something about it then? You can you can do something about it. All right, stand down, Scar. <laughs> <laughs> I lean over to one of the hobgoblins just doing his thing. I'm like, hey, man, what are the odds we actually survive this trip? Um, <laughs> we They haven't given us much information, so I can't, I don't actually, I can't actually speak to that. All right. Well, good on you, mate. One of the uh, goblins cuts between you and the hobgoblin, looks up and says, Hello. They just put this army together a couple weeks ago because they've been having some, like, demon sightings more so than regular. And so I guess they're just trying to get together a crew to go, like, find the portal or something. Demons. Yeah. Not fun. Pretty, pretty scary, if you ask me. But I... I don't know. I They never, like, gave us any instructional videos or anything. They didn't train us at all, so we're just kind of here. There were no inspirational videos. Instructional videos. Or inspirational videos. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. They didn't give us any training. What are we, videos? They just enlisted us, and now we're here. Got, like, 50 of my friends. What kind of ship is this? I have a really nice one, but not <laughs> built for what we're about to do, that's for sure. The name is Wooly Willowall at your service. W Willy Wonka? Willy... Wooly... Wally Willowall. What? Wally, Willy... Hello, Wally. Minister Wa of Tourism in Gob London. Wally. Wa Wally. Okay. You can call me Wally. Okay. I'll call you Wally. <laughs> yeah, what about that captain, though? I don't much like the looks of her. Well, she's not a real army person, so I don't trust her. No, she's not an army person. I, I think we're gonna die. You're awfully nonchalant about that, Momo. <laughs> Ekinem strolls up to the goblin and passes them a note. And oh. the note just says, escape, question mark? Um, uh, we're pretty much stuck here. I, they'll definitely shh, notice if we try shh, to escape. Shh, shh, shh. I mean, you can do whatever you want, but... Uh, okay. 
he he folds the note and like sucks it in his shirt pocket <laughs> awkwardly and kind of like backs up slowly. <laughs> the boats are all like getting ready to leave and pushing off. Is there anything you guys want to do like on the ship right now? They've lifted up the gangplank already. So if you want to leave, you're going to have to jump overboard. <laughs> Scar just goes around scrutinizing every part of the ship. And, okay. And uh, adjusting things here and there. <laughs> I walk up to Wally and say... Is the difference between a hobgoblin and a regular goblin that hobgoblins hobble? Uh, yeah, actually. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, Good you can tell they have me. a very specific gait in the in the hobble. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, I Wally. Everyone knew that one. Also, the height. Uh, hobgoblins are like five, six feet tall, and goblins are like two feet tall. Ah. <laughs> uh, so that's that's a, another yeah. easy way to tell if you can if they're not walking. <laughs> Wally, you and me are going to get along just fine. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Anything else you can tell us about these demons? A couple of demons have invaded a Gob London. We've seen them here and there. What do they look like? They're like slimy and gross. Ew. Can I roll some sort of check to understand like what kind of demons they are? Roll a history check. Seven plus two, nine. Okay. So with a nine history check... You know that the world where you live is the material plane. Heaven is called the Astral Sea, and it exists parallel to the material plane. The other one, parallel in the opposite direction, is the elemental chaos. Demons come from the elemental chaos. Mm. Um, sometimes they come to the material plane, usually through demon portals. And that's like fairly common knowledge. If you know anything about demons, that's what you would know. So okay. the boat pushes off from the dock. I'm going I'm to go find the dog. Okay, sure. Can I pet the dog? Yeah, so the captain is still up on that quarter deck, kind of like standing around the steering wheel, uh, guiding the ship out of the harbor. The dog barks at you and looks very <laughs> excited to see you. I hold out my hand. He licks your hand ferociously. <laughs> he licks your hand very excitedly. Vigorous. No, I don't like vigorously. <laughs> He uh he licks your hand very excitedly and his tail is wagging a lot. I'm a pet him. Okay, he he loves his little pets. <laughs> <laughs> you're the reason I'm here, bud. As you're petting him, he looks you like straight in the eyes. Oh gosh. And gives you these big puppy dog eyes. He's a demon. And starts like pawing at his leash, which is still connected to the captain. I say I know. I know. Can't do anything about it right now. Scar walks up to that. Uh, scene and kind of does a little growl at the dog. Okay. <laughs> the dog whines back. He's scared of you. Scott, like, what's your problem, man? I don't have problems. And I turn to Ekinem and I say, Ekinem, I, I heard you talking about demons. You wanted to know more about demons? Yeah. I, uh, I've battled a lot of demons in my day. You have, huh? Internal demons are like... I, mostly mostly <laughs> metaphorical. <laughs> so, anything you you need to know about them. How I tough could... are slimy demons? Ooh, those are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> we're oh, we're no. talking metaphorical here, right? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> scar, scar. They're, they're bad. Would you say you would be able to, like, detect a demon if it were, like, here with you? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, good to know, good to know. What do you think about this dog? Um, This dog is perfect as is. I, I don't know about these dogs. I, I just, I don't like dogs. How dare you? Ekinem storms off. <laughs> so you guys go about just like normal ship stuff. You can play some dice with the crew. You kind of just like hang out, get to know the crew and everyone. Is it still daytime or is it like a multi-day trip? Yeah, so you left in the morning. Uh, this trip is going to take a day and a half to actually get to like where they think the demon portal is. Where are we headed? You're heading west. Okay. Yeah, to just like the open ocean. There's not okay. much. There's, there's not, not much, much west. There? Yeah, okay. you the the island you left from was pretty much like the westernmost island of the civilized area. And so anything west of that is not super charted. Okay. So night begins to fall. Lieutenant Colonel walks up to Mr. Pickles and says, Hey, I'm having some trouble uh, finding somebody that can, that can keep watch tonight. Do you think you and your friends can do that? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I knew I could count on you, Mr. Pickles. You too, Colonel. If anyone can keep watches you. I know, Kearney. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do that anyway. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Suit yourself. So angsty. 
Colonel, you're not going to sacrifice us to these demons, are you? Of course not. No, man. No. I wouldn't. Not like that one time. So you're going (laughs) to. Not like that one time. (laughs) Insight check. Oh, the Navy. So Uh, you're going to fight alongside us then? Of course I'm going to fight alongside us. I'm Lieutenant Colonel. You know me. All right. Technum is suspicious. Yeah, you can roll an insight check. 17 plus 3, 20. This is a very brave man. He will literally do anything (laughs) if it makes himself look better. Okay. Okay. He really wants to be respected by everyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he's an honest man that is just like a very adamant soldier. Hey, Kearney, what's your take on the captain? I don't know much about her. She, uh, I just met her recently. They kind of just paired us up. I really like, I've tried to talk to her a couple times, but she's not, she's not like reciprocating much. She's kind of just keeps to herself. Doesn't seem like she's all focused on the mission. I don't think she wants to be here. I especially don't think she wants to sacrifice her ship. If you know what I mean, it is what it is. By the time we hit noon tomorrow, I'm going to be taking over as captain and leader of the military operation, so you don't really have to worry about her too much right now. What, she's just leaving? No, she's just going to go to her deck and hide. (laughs) Go to her room and hide. She's taking the dog with her, right? Uh, Yeah, I'd assume so. They've been in several since that dog was with her when I met them. Do do you know her background? I, I honestly don't know anything about her. Do you know... He's big around that pointed scar. You know what? You look like a pirate. You look like you were raised in a pretty good home. And then at some point you were captured by pirates. And then as the world flooded, you uh, did really well for yourself. And you've had a lot of good experiences. Yeah, you seem like quite the fighter. Whoa. You know what? You look look like a Helia man to me. Do me. Do me. Oh, Helia. Yes. starts slowly backing up in fear. (laughs) Do me next. Me next. You rolled a nat 20. This guy knows everything. Uh, You rolled a nat 20 on his insight check. (laughs) You want my fortune. Okay, I'll I'll give it a shot. That (laughs) seemed kind of like a fluke, but. Uh, uh, Are you lizard folk? No. Um, Dragonborn. Oh, really? Are you sure? Yeah. I don't see it, but okay. <laughs> I rolled in that one. <laughs> <laughs> Momo sighs in relief. He's like, oh, I, think, I think I'm safe, Frank. I think I'm safe. <laughs> I grab his shirt collar and I pull him close. <laughs> Are you a Helio man as well? Uh, no, I'm a Vorok man myself. I shove him away. <laughs> uh, hey, man, watch it. You want you want to tussle? You want to go? Are you sure? I mean, yeah. Let's. <laughs> All right. Wait, wait. Did you say you were a Vorak man? Yeah, me that's too. Me. No really? way. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Good old Vorak. Vorak. Like, Vorak's a god, right? Not a I, town. Yes. Vorak's I, I god. I spit on the ground. Anybody who worships anybody other than. Oh, yeah. get off your high horse. <laughs> yeah, you tell him. Momo. Probably couldn't even get on the horse, mate. You'd just get bucked right off. <laughs> I like you, Momo. I don't want to not like you. All right. Man, if you if you live by that ideology, there are a lot of people that don't believe in Helia. Believe me, I know. Anyway, we're going to do this. In the background, you hear some, like, screaming. And he turns around and is like, ah, oh, no. Rain check. I got to go. And he, run, he runs away. Coward. <laughs> A goblin trips over the edge, falls into the water. So uh, Lieutenant Colonel runs up and jumps over the edge, calls for a rain check on your fight. <laughs> what a guy. Yeah, does he do like a really beautiful dive and everybody sees it? <laughs> he does the... Uh, the eagle. Uh, yeah, he jumps over the, <laughs> the edge and does like a Nacho Libre spread yeah. eagle. And then does like a perfect <laughs> a perfect dive. dive entry into the water. This like two foot tall, really like docky rock gnome. Goes into the water with barely a splash. <laughs> I you love this guy. You effect, but you love to see the form, mate. Does, <laughs> wait, does the does the small rock gnome float? Uh, yes. Yes, he does, small in fact. Small rocks. <laughs> he grabs a goblin and immediately floats back up to the surface and is just bobbing there. <laughs> How does the crew react? They cheer and they throw a life preserver over. The, uh, the goblin wasn't trying to defect. He looks very scared. He just accidentally fell off the ship. <laughs> Scar just grumbles. <laughs> Okay. And also grumbles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so night begins to fall. You guys are going to assume your positions as the watch people. It's pretty uneventful for a while. The crew goes down below to sleep. And Ekonem, I assume you're going to be up at like the wheel, making sure that the ship stays on course. Yeah. 
Okay. And then you guys, are you just walking around? Are you up in the crow's nest? What's going on? I'm going to be in the crow's nest and I'm looking, but I think you guys should like look around the ship for anything suspicious. Scar is on the bow and he's just like, just in a sitting position, just looking out over the sea. Pensively looks out over the ocean. Yes. Momo has found a rope. Look, Frank, it's a whip. <laughs> he like hits himself in the face with it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. What good watchman. <laughs> so after a couple hours, you hear a big scuffle in the captain's quarters. You hear a bunch of barking and you hear the captain yelling. Run! Ekanem's running. Okay, awesome. So Ekanem's running over there. All of you can hear it from where you are. Does anybody else want to go run into the captain's chambers? Momo's going to run towards that. Okay, cool. I'm kind of stuck up here in the crow's nest, so you guys take care of that. I don't know how to get down. (laughs) Oh, uh, I know a lot about getting myself out of trees, so... Um, (laughs) If you need help, Mr. Pickles. I seem to recall I had to drag you out of the tree myself, like, a week ago. Uh, what? (laughs) I don't remember it like that. And I'm like trying to tell him, like, shut up. <laughs> uh, so, Scar, are you going to help Mr. Pickles out of the crow's nest? Do you need help, Mr. Pickles? Yeah. <laughs> With my much experience in getting stuck in trees. Okay, Ekanem runs into the captain's quarters, followed closely by Momo, who is holding a rope, as Scar tries to help Mr. Pickles out of the crow's nest. In the captain's quarters, you see that this dog has killed the captain. What? Like, like, like murdered the captain. The captain is dead, blood soaking the mattress. Like with his teeth, or is the dog just inconspicuously there? His muzzle is very bloody. What did I say? Never trust a dog. The dog killed the captain, but he's sitting there like a good boy, and he barks happily when Ekanem walks in, and he like walks up to her. Can I roll insight on the captain? Like, was this a heat of the moment murder, or was this a cold blooded murder? on the part of the dog? Like, was the captain, like, holding a knife to the dog's throat? Roll inspection. Investigation. What did I say? Inspection. Oh, yeah, roll investigation. <laughs> my bad. 17 plus zero, 17. You look at the captain and you look at the dog. The dog has no defensive wounds. So it looks mm-hmm. like the dog just killed the captain in her sleep. Is she still laying in the bed? She's still laying in the bed. Do you want to, like, inspect her body? Like, see if she has anything on her? Yeah. Okay, so with a 17, you find that in her pocket, there's a note. The note just basically outlines an agreement, basically saying, bring the target to this location in the West Sea by a specific date, which that date is tomorrow. It also says, your upfront reward has already been given to you. The rest will come upon completion. And then at the bottom are four numbers. It says 2732. Are we heading towards that target? Yes, you are. It's not signed or anything. It's not addressed to anybody. The note is just in her pocket. So you're standing there. The dog is looking up at you. I'm like holding it up to my face, staring into its eyes. Frank, do you recognize this dog? I want to see if Frank can give me any intel on this dog. Yeah, roll insight. 16. Frank can tell that it's not a demon, but she doesn't know exactly what it is. It's definitely not a dog. I have no idea what this creature is, but Frank says it's not a demon, and I trust Frank's judgment. Scar is going to use Divine Sense. Okay, a little bit of good. Really? Yeah, the dog is slightly good. I try talking to the dog in Primordial and then Sylvan, if that doesn't work. He just barks back (laughs) at you. Um, But then he whines and paws at his collar a little bit. Should we take the collar off? Do it. Frank says it's not a demon, and I trust Frank. I rip off the collar. The collar... (laughs) Momo! You can't rip it off. There's a little lock on the collar that you find upon closer inspection, but you can't rip it off. It just won't break. Let's search the room for a key. A little key. A dog-sized key. (laughs) (laughs) Scar grabs the note, and he gets face-to-face with the dog and holds the note up, and he says... (laughs) Are you the target? Who are you and what do you know? Uh, The dog nods yes. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, this is a valuable target here. Um, Do you know where the money is, the upfront pay that she got? The dog walks on over to a wooden chest with tentacles on it. Scar walks up to it and opens it. It's locked. Is there a big key? We have to find two keys. (laughs) 
Is, is it another dog-sized key? <laughs> uh, this is a normal-sized lock. <laughs> we need a dog-sized key and a man-sized key. <laughs> I stare at the dog. Where are the keys? Where are the keys? The dog barks and runs out of the room. I follow it. The dog runs below deck to that first deck. The dog knocks. The hole? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not so. The deck is... Oh, like, the ship is like the deck. First- resident like okay, so uh, the guest residents. cabins lower deck and then hold us the very bottom yeah so just to the the dog runs down to the resident cabins and then starts pawing at one of the doors most of the doors look like white and ornate fancy resident cabins this one is a storage closet this one's not a room let's open the door okay you open the door to the storage closet it's not locked no it's not locked we don't need a key for this one you don't need a key for this one <laughs> Um, you open the door and you see a storage closet. It's about 15 feet deep, 10 feet wide, and there is just boxes, mops, brooms, buckets, cleaning stuff. What do you want to do? Look around for a key. Mr. Pickle. Yeah, Momo. Roll investigation. Are you guys walking into the room? I'm going to have a sidebar with Mr. Pickle real quick. Okay. Mr. Pickles. Mr. Pickles, is this like something yes. we should tell Lieutenant Colonel about? That was really bad on the accent. <laughs> Mr. Pickles, is this something we should tell Lieutenant Colonel about? Colonel. <laughs> Maybe we should just see what we can find on our own first. We'll tell Kearney later. <laughs> He's not going to like discipline us for like not telling him right away. I doubt it. All He's right. like two feet tall. I the- guess I am like eight feet tall, so if worse comes to worst, I can <laughs> you just like step on him. <laughs> nope, just kidding. That's my best friend. <laughs> uh, so both of you can roll investigation. Eighteen. Ooh, Fourteen. Boy. Okay, so both of you go to walk into the room. You make it five feet before you can't go any further. You get stuck. There's just a wall of force preventing you. A wall of psychic energy preventing you from walking deeper <laughs> into the wall room. of psychic energy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> With an investigation check, you like squint your eyes and you look to the into the darkness. Do you have dark vision? I don't think I do. I think Ekonom is the only one that doesn't. There's like yeah. three races yeah. in D&D that don't have dark vision. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Okay, so you squint your eyes, you engage your dark vision. And you can see a small box kind of tucked back in the corner. This is like a box that somebody would own for themselves, not like a storage box like everything else. Everything else is like supplies and equipment for cleaning. And then this one looks different. Wait, is this box behind the force field? Yes. Oh. Yeah, so the room is 15 feet long. You got stopped five feet in. Is there like any sigils? No, you can't see anything. Does anyone know where the backside of this room is? Does it open to the ship? Is there a porthole? Hold on, guys. I'm going to try something really stupid, probably. But, like, take a step back. And then I'm going to Eldritch Blast the force field. <laughs> <laughs> Explosion sound. <laughs> 19. You, like, reach out your hand. Purple energy explodes from your hand and smacks into the force fields. And it doesn't do anything. It doesn't budge. I told you that was a bad idea, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Open sesame. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got. (laughs) Oh, ooh, ooh. What if we say 2732? 2732! Nothing happens. It doesn't work. Maybe if we try to scare it, (laughs) Momo tries to get as big as possible. Now you listen here, you little force field. I'm going to really break you if you don't stop. Letting me through. It works. <laughs> Nothing happens. I had to think really hard about that one. <laughs> Is the opposite wall accessible from inside the ship? No. So the corridor just runs right down the middle of the ship, and you have rooms on both sides, the left and the right. Uh-huh. This one's just on the left side, kind of halfway down. Any windows? No windows. Not from where you are, They're just in the hallway. I say we make a hole in the ship. Yeah. The, uh, the dog barks. <laughs> what is it, boy? <laughs> He so the dog walks up to the forest field and like puts his paws on it and he like barks once he says woof and nothing happens so he backs up and then walks up again and says woof rough and he falls through and he goes another five feet before getting stopped again. Ooh, bark seven times, bark seven times. <laughs> he barks seven times. Woof 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 woof. Uh, nothing happens. Hmm. Momo goes up to the forest field and goes, woof, woof. (laughs) Nothing happens. (laughs) I really thought that was going to (laughs) work. When he barks seven times, he's teleported back to the entrance. Oh. Bark three times. So two times, then three times. Oh, okay. Scar has his hands on it as the dog. Okay, so the dog puts his paws up and he says, woof, woof, and he doesn't go through. He backs up, does it again, woof, rough, and he falls through. Woof, right? Do I fall through? Does no, Scar... you don't fall through with him. 
And then he walks up to the next one and he says, woof, 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 and gets teleported back to the doorway. Hmm. 2732 was the number uh, on the note, right? I'll, I'll yeah. admit, puzzles aren't my strong suit. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> He said woof rough. Did anyone else hear that? <laughs> that was a very distinct woof and a very distinct rough. I'm starting to think this dog is not actually a dog. <laughs> <laughs> now catching up. <laughs> this is indeed a mystery. Ekinem puts their hands on the door and says, one, two. Nothing happens. Takes the hands off, puts hands back on the door, says one, two. Nothing happens. Mm. Well, I'm stumped. What is the common equivalent of woof ruff? And it was at that moment that Ethan gave up on us ever solving his super simple puzzle where all we had to do was rhyme. That was literally it. I don't know why I stopped the show for this. Uh, you fall through, Caden. Momo goes up and he's very excited to do this. Woof ruff! <laughs> Uh, okay, yes. I, I like to imagine that scene. I was, like, leaning on it. I was like, what's the common equivalent of Wolf Ruff? <laughs> Mr. Pickles goes up to it and says Wolf Ruff. You, you go through. Ekinem <laughs> says Wolf Ruff. Okay, you go through. Good job, dog. You walk another five feet and you get like stuck you. again. Wolf Ruff. Oh, after you say, I'm starting to like you, you get teleported back to the doorway. <laughs> Mr. Pickles goes up to the second force field and says, Wolf Ruff, Wolf Ruff, Wolf Ruff. Woof. Uh, you go through. <laughs> what? <laughs> Mr. Pickles goes up to the third one and says, woof, rough, woof. Yeah, you go through. So you're now at the back. You're what? in the very back of the closet. I'm going to open that chest. You walk up to the box and there is a, a four number and number lock on it. Two, Can seven, anyone three, read two. This? two seven, you get teleported two. out of the room. Wait. Mm. <laughs> Oh, three. <laughs> oh, no. I, I didn't even pick it up. Scar, Scar speed runs his way down. Yeah, Momo goes through. He was already for us the first one, so yeah. he goes to it. And he uh, puts 2732 into the combo lock. Okay, it opens. Inside, there is a dog sized key and a man sized key. <laughs> <laughs> Grab him. Momo goes, I knew it. A dog sized key. And a white crap. You almost yes. would have stayed in the room. Yeah. I had oh, okay. in my he, hands. he had him in his oh, hands and he teleported goodness. out with him. Oh, okay, okay. okay. So we have the keys. Yes, you have the keys. Let's go unlock that. Unlock that dog. So you reach down. Who's doing it? Is this Momo with yeah, the key? Momo hasn't considered the possibility that this dog could be like bad at all. He just is like, it's not a demon, so it must be good. So he goes and um, unlocks it. Well, hold on. And but before that happens, Scar turns to to Momo and says, Hey, I'll I'll go open that chest while you guys unlock this dog. Is that all right? I mean, I would prefer it to be a team effort. It only takes one person to unlock the collar. Only takes one person to take everything in the chest. Oh, <laughs> We're literally in the middle of the ocean. Where do you think I'm gonna go? Can I grab this small key from yeah. Momo? Do an Wait, oppose. I'm trying Roll to unlock the. No. I want to be the one to unlock the dog. <laughs> Momo wants to. Just do two opposed sleight of hand checks. Okay. Seventeen. Nineteen plus two. Oh. Twenty-one. Ekinem grabs the key right out of your hands. Momo. <laughs> Can I unlock the dog? Uh, yeah, you can reach down and unlock the dog. I do. Okay, so I can have Neil's on the ground, puts the key in the dog's collar, turns it, and takes the collar off. The dog polymorphs into a red-orange kraken, just right there in the middle of the hallway. This is a juvenile kraken. Does anybody do anything immediately? Scar jumps back, kind of like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> jumps back, lands on all fours, the hair on the back of his neck raises up. I say, do you need water? <laughs> do you need water? You hear a voice in your head that says, uh, yeah, that'd be great, actually. Oh, I... you're not going to kill us? <laughs> no, no, thank you for freeing me. I don't want to kill you. You seem like you could really help me out here. And I'm very much in need of help. <laughs> I, I can do water, so let's, like, take him to the water. You take him up to the main deck, and you want to, like, drop him into the ocean? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I hold him over the deck. I'm like, so, like, you want he me goes, to drop no, you? No, wait, stop, no, oh, no. Uh, okay. <laughs> you no. want a drink of water? Uh, yeah, yes, that would okay, be great. Okay, okay. <laughs> I find the mop bucket, and I put him in the mop bucket. <laughs> oh, yes, oh. this is perfect. Thank where, you so much. Where's its mouth? <laughs> Uh, you don't know. He's just speaking to you in your head. You can all hear him telepathically. 
So now he's in this little bucket of water with some tentacles hanging out going, ah, yes, that's so nice. <laughs> I've, I've missed this. Momo it's looks very at you guys. Cute. He goes, you can hear that voice in your head, right? <laughs> that, that's not just me, right? <laughs> How ironic. <laughs> yeah, Scar looks at him. He's like, I've run into many Krakens in my days on the sea. He's going to do a divine sense again. Okay, so again, you got the same alignment that he's pretty good. The Kraken says... You half work. You um. You asked how I got here. Yeah. Well, let me tell you a little story. <laughs> well, you gotta break in the sword. I know. <laughs> it does a. Ba, ba, it does a he grabs the mop. Bucket. It does a ripple. <laughs> he fade. grabs the mop, pulls it up to his mouth, which you don't know where it is. <laughs> you all see in your mind. You see an image of him crawling his way through like a river in a city, and then from above. A burlap sack catches him, Emperor's New Groove style. Mm-hmm. And he's he's in his Kraken form. Yeah, so he's in his Kraken form. He's like going through like the river of a city, kind of like sneakily. And a figure jumps down and like grabs him in a sack and like pulls him out of the water and runs away. And then it cuts to him like being let out of it. And then this collar being forced on him that polymorphs him into a little dog. After the collar is put on, he looks up, and in your mind you see Jill Swan, the captain, putting this collar on him. She's not wearing a captain's clothes. She's wearing, like, a black rogue outfit. Oh, I see. I knew that lady was up to no good. Do we want to go to the coordinates and possibly kill whoever wanted to keep you as a dog? Coordinates? What coordinates? The coordinates in this note here. I read the note to him. Oh, no. Are we in the Westie right now? Yeah? Okay, yeah, we need to go the other way. Can you turn us around, please? Oh, sure. why? I mean, I don't think we have the power to do that, Ikenim. I, I do. I'm I'm navigating the ship right now. The captain is literally dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Good boy. point. What I'm about the captain the, now. What about... Look at me, I am the, the captain now. The colonel. True. I feel like we're going to be disciplined for <gasps> subordination. Let's wake him up, let's wake him up. Why do we not want to be in the West Sea? So here's the deal. I'm a Kraken, naturally. I I came to the material plane with all of the other Krakens. Krakens are evil, you know? You know? Yes. You know, I can tell. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am not. I've, I've seen some stuff in my days, and I, I defected, essentially. Mm. And I'm trying to figure out a way to stop. A runaway, huh? Yeah. I like you. Yeah, essentially. I like you. I'm trying to find a way to stop everything that's going on over there. So um, if we could just go it not that way, that'd be lovely. But if we want to stop what's over there, don't we need to be over there? Oh, you are absolutely not ready. Oh. Another vision happens. The boat disappears from under your feet. The water turns to like pure glassy, just like not a single wave on the water, just like tiny ripples. The air gets really cold. You just see this open expanse of glassy water with nothing around you, not a cloud in the sky. You feel physically cold, and then you also feel like chill in your bones. You turn around, and behind you, you see a looming figure rise up out of the water and then fold out of existence with a pop. Then you're back on the ship. Everything's back to normal. Uh, what the? That was ominous. That was crazy. So, um, that's over there. So we should go not well that said, way. Well said, Mr. Pickles. <laughs> uh, you're probably right. Let's, let's wake up, Kearney. Okay, so as you guys go to wake up Kearney, you see off in the distance a bunch of flying things coming towards you. Okay, we turned around, right? I, I turned the ship around? Sure, so as you went okay. to go turn the ship around, these things started flying towards the bow. Okay. And so if you want, you can continue to turn the ship around and, like, go yeah, backwards. Yeah. I'll stay here. Someone else go explain I'm going this to, to Kearney. Blast one of them. I'm going to go wake up Kearney. Okay, so if you guys look around, you guys are heading west in the ocean. The whole fleet is heading west. You guys are on the southmost part of the fleet. And slowly, unperceptibly, you guys have been going farther and farther away from the rest of the fleet. So this fleet is going due west, and you guys are going like southwest at this point. And the ships are quite far away now. But you can see also in the distance, like big storm clouds looming, and the wind picks up a lot. In the direction that they're heading? The wind is going west to east, so the wind is picking up. You're sailing into the wind now. They are, and we're kind of off. Yeah, you guys are like heading southwest. If you look over like far away in the distance, you can see the rest of the fleet. There are a lot of things in the sky, 
and you hear explosions and you see that there is a big fight going on way over there. They're being massacred. And then in front of you, you see these like dark clouds coming closer to you. Ikenim, don't wait for Lieutenant Colonel to turn this thing. Yeah, I, I'm turning the thing. I'm not waiting for Colonel at all. I'm going to try to Eldritch Blast one of those flying creatures coming towards us. Okay. I rolled an 18 to hit. Okay, uh, that's 120 feet? Yep. Okay, yeah, that hits. Uh, one of them falls out of the sky. <laughs> How many are there coming towards us? Uh, roll perception. Four plus one, five. Several. <laughs> <laughs> there are several things coming towards you. Uh, let me know when they're within 30 feet. Okay, sounds good. I burst into Colonel's room with all the other little goblins, and I say, Colonel Sanders, we're being attacked! Get up right now! Also, the captain is dead! <laughs> Lieutenant Girl bolts up and is like, what? What? What did you guys do? You were supposed to be on watch! We are watching it. This is me telling you. Everyone battle positions. <laughs> uh, and everyone comes up to the surface. Everyone like runs up to the surface. The deck. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the surface of the boat. <laughs> uh, everybody roll initiative. 15. Six. Uh, dirty 20. I'm E-rolling. <laughs> <laughs> With my E-dice. 11. <laughs> okay. Scar? Six. Okay. Momo. These creatures are 30 feet away now at this point. And you can see now at this point that there's 15 creatures in the sky. I'm going to ship. try to Eldritch Blast. Okay. And that is dirty 20 again. Nice. Okay. You shoot your Eldritch Blast and two of the creatures fall from the sky. There's now 13 now flying towards the ship. Ekonem. Can I line them up so that two or three of them are within a five foot by 30 foot line? Yep. Okay. They need to make a dex DC 12 save to save against my breath weapon. Okay, so you hit one, you hit three, two of them succeed the dex check. Okay, so the damage, oh, almost max damage. So six plus five, 11 points of damage to the ones that succeed and either five or six damage to the ones that failed. I think it's six. Okay, so six damage to the ones that succeed. Okay, so one of them falls out of the sky. The other two are hurt, but they continue flying towards the ship. Okay. Ekonim runs up to the side of the ship and exhales a huge, like, bolt of lightning that fries three of these monsters. Now it is Mr. Pickle's turn. How far away are they? I don't have very many long-range weapons. Yeah, 30 feet. When they get to the ship, I'm going to hit him with my great axe. Me and uh, Colonel Sanders are prepping for this hoedown throwdown. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Pickles readies his great axe to slash at one of them when they arrive. At this point... Two quasits land on the deck of the ship. Quasits are green alien frog bats with wings. They're super ugly. Yeah, super ugly. So these green alien frog bats land on the ship, two of them. Mr. No. Pickles, at this point, you can slash at one of them with your great axe. 17 to Okay, hit. that hits, and then roll for damage. I will. Six. Okay, awesome. So this green alien toad person lands on the ship, and immediately Mr. Pickles slashes him across the chest with his great axe. Scar's turn. So they kind of just landed right in the middle. All of them? The two quasits landed. The rest of the monsters have not landed yet. Very first thing Scar does is he lets out a daunting roar, which is creatures of your choice within 10 feet that can hear you must succeed on a wisdom saving throw DC 12 or become frightened until the... Until the end of my next turn. Okay, one fails. And the other succeeds wildly. Okay. Uh, so one of them is scared of you. Which means he runs away? Yeah, on his turn, he'll have to use all his movement to get away from you. Okay. And he can't willingly go towards you. Cool. The one that succeeded, Scar's going to take his war hammer and he's going to bring it down on his head. Does a 14 hit? Yes. Okay. And that will do seven damage. So you bring your warhammer down, you smack him across the face, and his body turns as he gets hit, but with how hard you hit him, he should have been a lot more hurt than he was by that hammer. He should have been a lot more hurt than he was. <laughs> we all believe you. Is Kearney and I the swear. crew doing anything? They are getting up onto the deck. Okay. They're like grabbing their weapons and getting up onto the deck. They're not okay. there yet, though, so you guys are holding this yourself. Ten abyssal chickens land on the deck of the ship as well. Abyssal chickens are basically like pink flesh triangles with legs. 
<laughs> Even grosser pink. than the closet. Oh, those look pink. delicious, Brian. They what do. You pink flesh trying. Ew. Let's, what the <laughs> heck are these? Let's round them up and cook them. Oh. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm chicken for dinner tonight, boys. <laughs> Uh, wow. Two of them you already fried really well, but they're in the water, so... Yeah, I've got them in a salt brine, actually. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so uh, ten of these abyssal chickens land on the deck and start squawking and running around. That's They're just running around? Uh, yes. They use their dash action to make it all the way to you. Do any move out of my reach. I would like to take an opportunity attack on something. Where are you standing? Uh, I'm by the wheel of the ship. Okay, two of them landed next to you. But most of them landed on just, like, the main deck. Okay. Yeah. So if they move out of my reach, okay. Then you'll get an opportunity to attack, yeah. Okay. So these abyssal chickens land, and now it is Momo's turn. Okay, so what were the flying boogers called? <laughs> uh, closets. That's a good description, actually. <laughs> closets. Okay. So right. are there still more flying towards us, or have they all reached us? They've reached you. Dang it. I can't do my thing. Uh <laughs> You messed with the wrong pool of bug vet, and I pull out a flask of water and take a bit of water, and it magically swirls into like a shield of ice around me. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. neat. I didn't know you could do that, Momo. I told you I'm a bard. I have magic. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. But you're not actually a bard, right? Why would you not believe me? <laughs> I just did magic in front of you. Okay, so as Momo covers himself with ice, these abyssal chickens and closets screech. What does Ekonem do? Okay, I'm going to hit one abyssal chicken with my quarterstaff. Okay. Eight plus four, 12 hit? It does not. Okay. A bonus action unarmed strike. Nat 20. Ooh, Ooh nice. Plus four, 24 hit. Yeah, yes, it does. <laughs> okay, double the dice. Yeah, so because it's a Max crit, damage. it's going to be 2d4. So it's 10 damage. Okay, awesome. I whirl around my staff, go towards one chicken, it ducks out of the way, I go, and just like stomp on the other one. And then as you stomp on this abyssal chicken, it just splats. Oh, <laughs> You do God. a critical stomp, and this chicken just splats <laughs> all over the deck. Lovely. Uh, what does Mr. Pickle do? Mr. Pickles is going to start hitting him with my hand axe. And that's a 19. Are you trying to hit a quasit or a abyssal chicken? I'm going to still go for the quasits, actually. Okay, cool. Seven damage. You bring your hand axe down on the quasit and you kill it. Yeah, booger. You bring it straight down and it splits right down the middle. Beautiful. The other quasit like, looks at you and screeches. It's very angry at you. Uh, but it's too scared of Scar to do anything about it. <laughs> uh, where are you guys on the ship? You're closer to the bow, right? Because that's where Scar yes. was? Mm -hmm. Okay, so this closet is going to run up to Ekonem. Or where's Momo, actually? Momo is in the middle of the fight. So this closet is going to, like, screech at Mr. Pickles and then uh, attack Momo. This creature okay. is going to take five damage from attacking me while Ooh. I have my uh, armor of Agathys. Magical damage? <laughs> Cold damage. So first he's going to try to hit you with his claw. Does a it does a 13 hit? Nope. Okay. Uh, so he slashes at you with a claw and it bounces off the ice. So he slashes at Momo, his claws bounce off the ice armor, and then he turns back to Scar and uh, screams and tries to scare Scar. DC 10 uh, wisdom save. All right. Saving throw. So 19. Oh, okay, you pass. You are not scared of this. That's uh, right. This toad booger. Top of the food chain, baby. He tries to frighten you, but he fails. Scar, what are you going to do? You want to hear a real roar? <laughs> and he roars at him. But it's not a daunting roar. Oh, okay. It's just a, re a regular roar. Just a roar. regular roar. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should be determined how good it is. Yeah, roll a performance check. 21. Ooh. That's right. Oh, yeah. He is even more scared now. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Scar. That's exactly how it sounds. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you constipated, Scar. <laughs> no. Now, have you never heard a roar before? <laughs> I'm just saying, Frank could give you some really good diet tips if you need them. I'm fine, Momo. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's really important to stay regular, Scar. Yeah. Save uh, it for the poop, the poop deck. Deck. <laughs> <laughs> um, So what are you going to do? <laughs> so uh, He's going to take his warhammer and, okay. and smash him. Again. Okay, a 15 does hit. Roll for damage. Eight damage. So Scar brings his warhammer down on this closet. 
and yeah, Scar bludgeons him. Yeah, but he kind of shakes it off. He's looking pretty good. What the heck? Um, <laughs> what is wrong with your Warhammer today? I, I don't know, man. <laughs> okay, now it is the Abyssal Chicken's <laughs> turn. So the Abyssal Chickens run around. One of them is next to Ekinem. There's eight around everyone else. I'm just going to roll and see how many hit, and then we'll go from there. Ethan, I have bad news. Okay. Abyssal Chickens were not capable of sustained flight. Yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> okay. They can fly for 30 feet, but at the end of their turn, they fall. They were oh, falling. Yeah. <laughs> they were they falling. Yeah, they actually <laughs> came from straight above you and were just falling the whole time. <laughs> the way out of the ocean. Uh, demon magic. The end. <laughs> okay, so there are a total of nine abyssal chickens, which means I'm going to roll 18 d20s. Okay, there we go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ekinem? Yep. You get hit twice by the abyssal chicken next to you. It just jumps on your face and starts clawing you and biting you. Uh, so, <laughs> No, we're supposed to eat you, not you eat us. You take uh, nine damage. Ooh, I'm Whoa. still up, though. Okay, Scar. So one chicken bites you in the face, and the other one claws at you. So you're going to take 13 damage. I am down. You're dead? I'm dead. Scar! Well, Dang, abyssal chickens. You died by a chicken. Scar was a, a good lion thing. Now he has another scar on the other side of his face. <laughs> the prey has become the predator. <laughs> okay. No, Scar, don't you give up on me. <laughs> Slap him on the face. <laughs> he goes unconscious. Cramp. <laughs> Automatic failure. <laughs> okay, so when you drop to zero hit points, you enter death saves. On your next turn, you're going to roll a d20. A 10 or higher is a success. Nine or lower is a failure. Three successes and you're stabilized. You won't die. Three failures and you are permanently dead. Mr. Pickles, you get a bite on the arm and a claw from one of the chickens. So that's going to be a nine damage. Momo, you haven't been hit yet, right? Not yet. Okay, Momo, you get a bite in the foot and that is going to do four damage. And it gets five damage from that. <laughs> <laughs> So the chicken runs up to you, bites you in the foot, and then explodes. <laughs> Wait, why? It had already taken a bunch of damage. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the, the ship is swarmed with chickens. On the next turn, everyone else is going to come up to the deck to help you. But right now, Ekinem is at one hit point. Scar is down. And then you and Mr. Pickles. All right, My Mr. Mo. Pickles, it's you and me against you the and world. Me. Hey, what about me? And you. Oh, you're uh, I'm, I'm still fighting. You're still alive. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm bleeding, but I'm up. You don't look very alive. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's Mr. because Ekinem is far away by the wheels. I'm playing him against the world. <laughs> I just spit some blood out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe you should, like, get behind us, him. I'm not the kind nah. of god that can heal you if you oh. go down. Oh. Yeah. Nah. Um, I take my battle axe and I go, have some Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be frank. <laughs> oh, Frankly, my chickens, oh, I don't give a damn. <laughs> and then I strike at them with my hex battle axe. Roll attack and damage. Who is this Frank? Frank's my friend I talk to. <laughs> Frank's invisible, don't worry about it. Uh, that was a 12 plus 5. Okay, that hits. And then the damage was a, th a 3 plus 3, 6. Okay, and is that magical damage? No, it's still slashing damage. That's okay, it. you bring your battle axe down on this chicken, and it looks so close to death. It is clinging to life, but it does not die. It still squawks back at you. Squawk. <laughs> Momo stares at the chicken. Squawk. <laughs> and the chicken squawks back. <laughs> <laughs> Ekinem, there's no monsters near you right now because you're up on the quarter deck and everyone else is on the main deck. Ekinem. Okay, uh, and the chicken that bit me? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a stomp it with my quarter staff. Die, die, die! 14 plus 4, 18. Hits. Get it? Die. <laughs> uh, 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 it's 3 plus 2, 5 damage. Okay, sounds good. Then bonus action, unarmed strike. Nat 20 unarmed strike. Ooh. Six plus two, eight points of damage further. You smack this chicken with your quarterstaff, and then you, like, 
bring your dragonborn hand down on top of it to like squish it, it pancakes, and then you lift your hand up and it pops back up. <laughs> and it squawks at you. It's still alive, yeah. After 13 points of damage, it's still alive. Yeah, so these monsters are resistant to non-magical attacks. Okay, so that was Ekinem, Mr. Pickles. Hey, what are you, you doing? stupid chickens, you killed my friend. I'm gonna... Squawk. <laughs> great. Squawk. Great axe, you... Does a nine hit? A nine does not hit. No. <laughs> you angrily bring your great axe down and it slices right next to this chicken and he looks at it and goes, Squawk. Oh, <laughs> Dying by the hands of chickens, I did not think this is how it would end. <laughs> I will not become your KFC bucket chicken. <laughs> do you have a bonus action that you can do? I don't know. <laughs> do I? A you can enter a rage. Oh yeah, I'm definitely turning on rage <laughs> mode. You miss the chicken, you get really angry. Yes. The veins bulge out of your forehead and you enter a rage. <laughs> uh, so now you take half damage on their attacks. Now it is the Quasit's turn. So the Quasit is going to go to Momo and he's going to use a claw attack. Does a 13 hit. Nope. Okay, he glances off your armor again. Whoa. <laughs> so he goes, scree, and he misses. Okay, Scar, death save. Okay. <laughs> you hear him mutter, I will rest with Helia. <laughs> Success. Nice. Let's go. Your heart beats once. <laughs> <laughs> His heart just grew three sizes. <laughs> <laughs> now the abyssal chickens are going to do their thing. So. Oh, no. I'm going to die. Oh, there's some hits in there. <laughs> oh, yes, there are. So, Ekinem, you're getting two hits. <laughs> so, Ekinem, uh. you are going to take the chicken that you have been battering relentlessly, jumps up onto your face and claws you really hard and bites you. You go down. Mm-hmm. It does nine damage. Ooh. Yeah. That's closer to an auto death than I would like. It is quite a bit. <laughs> but I'm still I'm still alive. Do I take any failures? No, no, you don't. Yeah. What about the Kraken in the mop bucket? Are they going after him? Or what is oh, he yeah. doing? What is he doing? Is he gonna <laughs> help us or what? Also He's a baby. He's gonna, he's gonna help you. <laughs> yeah, he's he a better baby. Does he's, he have any healing? He's been singing show tunes <laughs> in the background the entire time. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> popcorn da, da, <laughs> in his bucket, da, his bucket da, looking da, really da, cute. Da, 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 da. <laughs> he should definitely heal Scar. Scar's a paladin, right? Yes. <laughs> I was the, I was the healing yeah. person of the group. was like putting your hands on your body, like, come on, lay on hands, you sieve. Come on, Scar. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could do it, Scott. <laughs> now it is Mr. Pickles' turn to take damage. The chicken runs up to you and scratches you. There's actually three chickens that surround you, but all of them are like glancing off your armor. One of them manages to land a scratch. And the chickens go, put your hands up, you're surrounded. <laughs> <laughs> they go, squat. Squat, squat, squat. Wait, I speak infernal. Why are they saying that? They say, put your hands up, you're surrounded. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Pickles, you take four damage. Yes, I'm up. Nice. Momo, you are going to also, you have three chickens that surround you as well. So you are going to take a claw on the foot and you're going to take five damage. That chicken takes five damage again. And with that, the icy shield around Momo breaks. Okay, cool. Now it is the Kraken's turn. <laughs> he is going to... Uh, Do show tunes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's going to get out of his cane and top hat. <laughs> And give Bardic inspiration. This Kraken's of ours. Yay! Uh, <laughs> poor Momo. <laughs> the Kraken is going to like uh, tentacle his way across the deck to where Scar is, and he's going to roll a, a wisdom check to see if he can like CPR you. Okay. He's going to roll a medicine check. With his Kraken arm. Yeah, with his Kraken tentacles. <laughs> Baby Kraken tentacles. He's a good Kraken. <laughs> uh, he does not succeed. Oh, yeah. no. he's, this not, Kraken's he, on top of you. He breaks Doing CPR. <laughs> breaks several of your ribs because a juvenile Kraken is still pretty hefty. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that was a big mop bucket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to change the stats. This is like a normal octopus-sized Kraken right okay. now. He's very young. Okay. Okay, the Kraken that, the chicken that hits you, Momo, he dies because he was only at one hit point. Yeah, that's Forget what I thought, you little Did we ever chicken. ask what his name was? Nope. Cracky. <laughs> Cracky. Okay, Momo, 
Momo starts to panic, looking at how many chickens there are. Momo is going to make a not-so-smart decision, potentially, but it's what he thinks is a good idea. Momo is going to use Minor Illusion to make several foot soldiers to attract the chickens away from the party. Oh, okay. Sure. To get, like, opportunity attacks or something? Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Roll a persuasion check, actually, and then I'll do an opposed wisdom. That is a 16 plus 5. <laughs> so it's yeah, a- so you beat them for sure. Uh, on their turn, they will move out of your space. Ekinem, make a saving throw. Failure. Oof. Oh, no, okay. No, 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 no. Uh, he's looking pretty bleak, Mr. Pickles. Rest in peace to my fallen comrades. I'm going to... Run <laughs> away. No, just kidding. <laughs> Wait, Colonel, Colonel whatever his name is, Colonel Sanders is here with me, right? Yes. I'd like to fight with him back to back. Okay. <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel finally gets back on the deck. He stands back to back with you. Where's the entire crew this whole time? <laughs> they're just running up the stairs now, as they have been for the last, they're really long They're stairs. really, <laughs> they're really small. <laughs> the, the handle boat. on the door is a little janky and they couldn't figure it out. <laughs> Colonel Sanders finally bursts the door down. He plows through the door with his shoulder, leaving a rock gnome sized hole for all the goblins to run out. But the hobgoblins are too big to be able to help you. <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel, if I'm going down at the hand of chickens, I'm going down with you. Oh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> All right. Hand axe, uh, seven. <laughs> you missed. <laughs> <laughs> My E-dice have failed me. Now it's the Quasit's turn. The Quasit runs up to Mr. Pickles, and he's going to claw at you, and he very much hits, mm. uh, and you take five damage. I'm down, but I have relentless endurance. The Quasit flops over to Mr. Pickles and lands a very bad claw attack on his face. Mr. Pickles goes down, but his half-orc blood courses through him and he jumps back up to his feet with one hit point. Scar, saving throw. That is a failure. Oh no. Now it's the Abyssal Chicken's turns. Oh boy. It's the end, fellas. Okay, there are six, so 12 d20s. These, uh, these chickens jump on you and they crit. So you're down. Mr. Pickles goes down, his half-orc so endurance no. wearing out. Um, We're all going to die. <laughs> Momo, you see five chickens surround you. Oh, no. <laughs> On their turn, they run away from you. Yeah, yeah my illusion. I'm, can I say as a bonus action, I make the illusion soldiers jump overboard? <laughs> do any of them follow? Uh, yes. Yeah, you can do that. I'm rolling some saves for them. Okay, so you have... Your soldiers, you uh, minor illusion them to run and jump overboard. Three of the chickens follow them, jump overboard, and drown in the sea. <laughs> Two of them look at each other and look back at you and go, Squawk! Squawk! Uh, and then they attack you. <laughs> Wait, your armor class is 18? Correct. Okay, neither of them hit. But right at this moment, as you look around, Momo, you see that three of your party is down. More abyssal chickens are coming, are like falling down from the sky, and more quasits are surrounding you as the flea off in the distance burns. The rest of the crew is being overwhelmed by these little chickens. The goblins are struggling to like fight their way through. This is so uh, sad. Wally Willowall is uh, punching so. a chicken in the face to no avail. <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel is standing over Mr. Pickle's body trying to protect him. And right at that moment, you see. Uh, Caden, or sorry, right at that yes. moment, you see Scar starts to Aiden radiate. Haywood. <laughs> <Aiden Haywood's laughs> from the sky and says, metagame. <laughs> uh, right at that moment, you see a bright, radiant light starts to emanate from Scar's body. The uh, three that are down, you're all back with one hit point. So you've been stabilized, but you're not up yet. So you're alive again. In your head, you hear a woman's voice say, Scar, I know that voice anywhere. My champion. Yes. Something horrible is about to happen. I need you to avenge me. I, I, I will avenge you. And right at that moment, a giant pulse of energy explodes from the sky. And a wave of force reaches out to everything. The chickens and the quasits get flung from your ship. The goblins and you guys are all fine. You guys aren't affected by the blast, but the blast pushes everything out. In the distance, you can see the fires of the fleet are put out. This wave of energy like reaches everything and neutralizes the threat. You're conscious, but you, you're not strong enough to stand up yet. Scar, in your mind's eye, you see the face of Helia. Have this as a token, my champion. And you look over, you turn your head, and you see next to you, a zebra skin handbag has appeared on the deck. 
bedazzled onto the side of it, it says Helia in some like bedazzled cursive. Cute. <laughs> it's a zebra bag. <laughs> so only I saw that. You're the only one that saw Helia's face, but everyone heard her voice saying something bad is going to happen. I will offend you, my love. And then you black out. He looks very peaceful. And that is where we'll end. Okay. Uh, yeah. That was beautiful. Mr. Pickles is definitely turning to religion after that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Will my accent for Momo stop sucking? Will Caden and Ethan learn how to pronounce Leonin properly? Will I be able to think of something funny for Cody and Leslie next time? Tune in on May 12th to find out. And if you just can't wait for episode two, you can check out our TikTok at Caverns and Krakens, where we've got some funny video clips from episode two uploaded. Well, you can do that if you aren't the kind of person that brags about using a flip phone, that is. Our fantastic DM is Ethan Despain. Editing and sound design were done by me, Bo Wright, and Caden Haywood. Our theme song was created by Ethan Despain with assistance from me. Our awesome show art was created by Seth Prestwich. We'll be back in two weeks. Thanks for listening. I'm truly impressed you made it this far. Here's a cookie as a reward. Oh, wait, I'm all out of cookies. Uh, have a theme song instead. In the zone, in the zone. Oh my god. <laughs> Jinx. Whoa. We are so in sync. We're ready. Our chakras are alive. <laughs> I don't even know what that means.